This is the fear of science. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Fear of Science, the show that dives into the wide world of science topics and science-adjacent topics to demystify, debunk, and delight. Each show recorded live here at the Vancouver Public Library Inspiration Lab features a new science fear along with special guests and more surprises along the way. I'm your co-host, Daniel Jai. And I'm your other co-host, Jeff Porter. And today we are diving into uh, a world that uh, really Stephen King has uh, given it the, the entire world. Uh, and that is the fear of clowns. Now, now, the, now the fear of clowns is also known as, um, oh, I'm going to say this wrong. I knew I was going to say this wrong. <laughs> I even listened to like one of the little sound things to like tell me how to say it correctly. And I still don't remember. Col, col, row. Colrophobia. Colrophobia. Did I <laughs> say sounds, that right? That sounds really wrong. I think, that's right. Sounds, I think it's right. Colrophobia. Colrophobia. There we go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> before we get into it, uh, I should introduce our, da- our guest. So uh, who do we have in the studio tonight? I am your punk hunk and weirdo hero, <laughs> ravenous Randy Myers, the professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. And uh, a part-time clown. A part-time clown, sure. I would say that I'm more clown than I'm a scientist. That's there for sure. We, there we go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the spectrum is just those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. In my world, it is. Yeah. Somewhere in between. Hi, I'm Chris Ross. I'm not a scientist. I'm a clown. I'm an actor. I'm an improviser and a visual artist as well. And I don't have a rolling part of my name to, to um, say, but I'll... Ross. Oh, I, oh, I do. Yeah. Ross. Yeah. 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 It doesn't really roll, though. Um, and uh, speaking of things not rolling, uh, a lot of people do have the fear of clowns. So, uh, do, do you guys have fear of clowns? Right away? Like... Oh, that's a question. Uh, so, again, uh, tying back into what I mentioned earlier, I don't have a fear of clowns, but I definitely have a fear of Stephen King's clown. Mm. Uh, just yeah. the one clown. Just yeah. the one clown, yes. Yeah. Uh, or what's his, um, he has a real, he has Pennywise? a... Pennywise? Pennywise, that's right. Yeah. Yes, I'm afraid of Pennywise. I think uh, everyone's afraid of Pennywise. That's kind of the point, isn't it? Yeah, true. Right, right. Um, I, I actually, I don't have a fear of clowns. I'm not a big fan of clowns, though. <laughs> I... Uh, uh, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please, please leave. Um, I, it's, I enjoy like Cirque du Soleil type clowns, um, but I am not a big fan of pantomime. And it's one of those things where I've, I've been to bad pantomime mm-hmm. or bad clowning, and it's just painful to me. I, mean, I could go to bad uh, stand-up or I could go to bad improv and, and sit through it, no problem. But yeah. But, but I'm not afraid. I don't get afraid ah. of it. Now, um, and, and I'm curious about what our guests think. Now, Jeff, why do you think that uh, uh, that you have a, uh, a fear of, let's say, bad clown or an aversion <laughs> to bad clown? Uh, you know, versus, say, you know, um, a clowning is a performance art and, and stand-up and, and comedy and other kind of performance arts. What, what makes uh, 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 aversion to bad clowning different than, say, uh, uh, aversion to... Uh, bad comedy i don't know i don't know what it is i think part of it too is the um 
interaction with the audience um and uh i'm just not a big fan of that <laughs> like i'm the one in the improv shows where i just like will will just say um cars <laughs> like that's my suggestion very very quietly so no one calls on me ever um but uh, so i think the, the fear of being brought into the show like, yeah the fear of the uh, the fourth wall being broken and this might know, come like, we did fear of public speaking and sure. that's one of my fears i i do not i did stand up comedy for a little while um, to kind of get over it, and I didn't enjoy it. I don't like being up on stage. Is that why you do all your public speaking in a closed box? Exactly, yeah. 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 The sense. max amount of people I'm going to have in this room is like yeah. five. Oh, I can handle that. I, to- uh, I totally understand that. I, I feel I, I can be some- somewhat similar at, say, like a stand-up show. And an improv show, I love interacting. But when it comes time for like the a stand-up call and response, I'm like... Uh, I'm good with not sitting in the front row and being like, "So where are you from?" Uh, oh God, I'm being I'm being noticed. <laughs> what if we had a pro wrestling show? What if we called you into the ring? So, at a pro wrestling oh, so now show? that's that very feel? different because I love pro wrestling. Uh, also love stand up. Um, but so so Randy, with your um, with your work in the ring and um, because pro wrestlers, uh, in a way, it's it's somewhat of a big uh, you know like over the top kind of like pantomime in a way. It should be. If it's Absolutely. not, you're missing something for sure. <laughs> right. And there's lots of audience interaction. Do you find that? Uh, do you ever have people who who do shy away uh, when you're near the barricades or if you're trying to interact with them? Well, what I've been doing lately is I've been getting a lot of kisses from my fans uh, down in Seattle. Um, they're really great to me down there. And so I went. Sometimes I'll go for a kiss and I'll always ask for the consent first. Nice. And I'll go in for that. Like I'll ask them, "Hey, can, are you cool? Like I'm playing with them and I've got good eye contact and I feel like we're flowing, like riffing off each other." other and I go can I go can I have a kiss and then there's like the look on their face sometimes will just drop like <laughs> why is this like wrestler spandex man covered in sweat about to punch that other so dude in wanting to kiss me right now right. so that's the most I've ever had somebody shy away sure for me I mean yeah you don't want to necessarily put yourself out there too much because yeah rejection does not look good necessarily <laughs> right. in that or feel good no it doesn't yeah. no 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 for sure yeah. uh, now uh, uh, Chris you are um, do you perform in multiple fringe festivals um, you're a clown you're a teacher um, have you had a, any sort of experience in your role as say a clown or, or a live performer where you've had people kind of shy away kind of be like I'm good <laughs> Oh, for sure. Um, I think the difference between good and bad clowning is being able to tell when someone is uh, wants you to get the hell away from them, right? Um, or to know their distance. Also, dating. <laughs> sure. I, I think uh, just it's good uh, as a human to be able to understand right. when you're slightly crossing someone's barriers. But the thing about the clown is they kind of put a toe over the line. But if they just leap over the line and come right up into your face it can be quite off-putting. And I think a lot of people's experience with uh, maybe if they were too young and some clown got right up in their face (laughs) with uh, a squeaky balloon animal and is not taking no for an answer. What kind of balloon do you want? Oh, you want a dog? You want a sword? You want this? You want that? And it's like the kid's freaking out and uh, the parent is pushing them up. Totally, yeah, yeah. Same with like getting sit on Santa's knee, right? Like the kid's freaking out, doesn't want to sit on Santa's knee and gets forced up there and they're freaking out. And I can understand why that is. Uh, frightening. You are a 
uh, full grown adult who is wearing something like that not other adults wear right. and there's a sense of it being wrong and uncomfortable <laughs> so so not knowing who lies behind behind the makeup behind the costume behind the wrestler persona mm-hmm. yeah when I was uh, doing research um, I found out that there's kind of two main causes of why people are afraid of clowns uh, one is childhood trauma um, where where a lot of kids are still developing uh, mm. mentally and and they can't handle the idea of that something different uh, and it freaks them out or you know maybe watched it a little bit too young um, and and that trauma has has caused them to have a lifelong uh, fear um, and the other one is is kind of interesting and I don't want to 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 say that drag and clowning are the same thing at all but uh, it is something we talked about on fear of drag is uh, not knowing what lies behind mm-hmm. um, is the other fear. So not not being able to see the the true self of the person um, is another reason people might be afraid of clowns. Well, I think there's that. Have you heard the phrase the uncanny valley before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you know, uncanny valley. I did, do not know. So it's the. Um, phenomenon where the closer something gets to being human-like but not quite human it frightens us whereas something that is very far away from being human can be anthropomorphized and not be frightening so a cute little toaster with a face on it is very cute and not threatening but like those uh, humanoid Japanese robots that Sex look robots, re- right, yeah. <laughs> or, or just those ones that like answer questions or whatever mm-hmm. and I, like, I don't know. I, like the movie iRobot right sure yeah they're frightening because they're just a little off they're, they're yeah. human like but just not quite or like the movie The Polar Express you know what I'm talking about the way the CGI was just yeah. like it's like Tom Hanks but it's oh. not quite him and it's kind of his skin is wax or like wax museums right that's right. uncanny yeah. valley like crazy so I'm just afraid of Tom Hanks though. Uh, yeah <laughs> we do a whole episode about that um, the only one in the entire world. Yeah, I think he sounds really sweet. Yeah, he does seem really nice. So I think clowns fit into that um, that category for for people where they're um, they're human like, but they're just kind of alien as well too. And especially when we're young, we don't quite know how to handle that. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. call. Yeah, we like to group things in, and where do we group in something that's not quite human? Right, it doesn't fit in with the rest of what we've seen. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and if you don't live That's on a commercial very, drive, yeah. you don't see odd things that often. <laughs> That's uh, why I make sure I live on commercial drive. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, wow, that's actually a very big question that my brain didn't expect to, to <laughs> think about during fear of clowns. Well, I, I think it fits in with fear of other, like fear of creepy dolls, fear of anything that's kind of got a face that um, is a bit dead looking. There can be that sense of it's humanly humanistic, hmm. but not. Yeah. One more thing I'll say is um, when you're talking about kids and clowning, my clown teacher would say clowns aren't for kids. He'd say um, kids don't need clowns, they need responsible playmates. (laughs) Ah. Also another thing in my brain is not ready to think. (laughs) (laughs) So in his mind, he'd say that, um, you you know, clowns are for people that can handle it. And usually that's adults when you can understand the difference between a person in a costume and just a total alien that's come down from outer right. space, you can separate it. So when I'm doing some sort of performing for very young kids, uh, I will often really tone down an outfit or even just kind of be myself and um, think of it as just the way I'm interacting, not the, um, uh, the outfit. So, so uh, uh, this may be jumping ahead to a different conversation point, but uh, uh, why do some people enjoy 
dressing up and being clowns. Wow. Yeah. Uh, oh, question. You know, uh, for example, um, you uh, you work often with Miss Kiss, uh, mm-hmm. who often dresses as Harley Quinn um, in her in her cosplay. Um, there's a uh, you know there's uh, you know maybe it's a like. Again, touching a little bit on drag or say cosplay, or or people who just enjoy dressing up as clowns. Why do people Why do people want to put on a, a separate, uh, outward facing shield? I think it kind of relates to what we that you were just talking about. How it's kind of it's not quite human. You kind of the rules and responsibilities are slightly different when you put on a costume or when you step into another role. That you can kind of live in their world rather than needing to live in yours all the time and can kind of do things that you wouldn't expect to be able to do in your normal day-to-day life. You wouldn't right. do in your khakis or anything like that. You might be willing to do in giant shoes or something. I, you know, yeah, I would love to. Um, uh, I would love to one day have a have a furry on our on Ooh. our show because I think be probably similar kind of questions, similar kind of answers. Totally. We should totally do fear of furries. Yeah, I would say Daniel that. Um, uh, it's not about putting on a costume, really. Like, when I think about clowns, and maybe this is a slightly bigger umbrella than most people imagine. I think when people think clown, they're thinking Bozo, they're thinking Pennywise, they're thinking Ronald McDonald. Um, the first people that pop to my mind are Stephen Colbert, mm-hmm. uh, oh. Sasha Baron Cohen. Right. Um, yeah, uh, oh, um, to an extent. Uh, uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Right. Um, Lucille Ball. Like, comedic performers that put on characters and the costume is part of their character whatever that is so Stephen Colbert's costume was kind of a boxy suit and he looked like a guy and that's fine for the character that he was playing but what he was doing was clowning whereas a guy that's dressed in a clown suit that's like in a mall doing uh, balloons and looks kind of sad and doesn't have a a twinkle in his eye (laughs) may look like a clown yeah. But it's not really clowning. I wouldn't oh, say okay. that. Oh, okay. It doesn't have the so, heart of a clown. Yeah, I, that, I, I think it's more about the spirit that you're bringing to it than it is about the f- what you look like. So right. a guy that's paid to dress up like Ronald McDonald at some corporate event, I've you know, it's sure that could be clowning in the sense of that he looks like a clown. But to me, it's about the twinkle in the eye. So a, a good teacher or a, um, a professor could have clowny moments if they're right. connecting with their yeah. um, their students. That makes sense. So, yeah, totally. Oh, very interesting, yeah. For both of you, um, do you find when you're in costume, when you're in your wrestling costume, or when you're in a clown costume, do you find that you take on kind of a different persona? Do you change who you are in a way? I find that I'm walking differently and the way I kind of hold myself is differently. A lot of that comes from the, the energy from the crowd. A lot of that comes from like my hype music as well. I find that different depending on the different song, I'll kind of just kind of naturally flow differently uh, with my body. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a certain um, je ne sais quoi that comes on when I'm, you know. Who's your I'm, wrestling character? What's I'm your character name? Ravenous Randy Myers. And um, my character is, it's morphed over the years, but I'm your, the punk hunk and weirdo hero. And that basically is very... <sighs> Gentle wrestler, basically. I don't like to be the gen- the generic wrestler at all. I don't want you to come to my performance and see um, exactly what you 
think of when you think of wrestling. Right. I want it to be something different. So kind of, I really took to what you were just saying about, I know lots of guys that they come into wrestling and they just want to be, oh, I'm the toughest guy in the world and I'm going to crush you with my bare hands when I get you pillar to post and when the bell rings, one, two, three, and I raise you above my head, I will be the champion of the world. <laughs> that to me feels like, that's great. There's a place, time and a place for all that. But again, it's that, that spark in the eye. A wrestler isn't made by the singlet. A wrestler is made by what they bring to wrestling, what more they can bring. So my character, I try to bring something different and that's a sense of gentleness. I don't actually want, in reality, I don't want to hurt anybody. So I try and portray that as well in the ring and uh, try and love my opponent as much as I can. And when they're in coming the in face. there, yeah, when they're coming in love there, with, in the when they come in with that testosterone and I come at them with love, that normally kind of creates a different dynamic that most people don't. Hug attack. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and there is that sense with the audience that in sometimes in French tradition, they call complicité, which is that we're sort of, we're in it together. We're having this fun little game together. It's that little look that shows that you know that they know that you know that they know you know you know they know. Lots of my fa- that, lots of my favorite French shows are like that. Right. Yeah. yeah right. It's that um, uh, that sense that we've uh, we've created kind of a little bit of magic together in this moment. Right. Yeah. And Chris, do you find that when you're in costume that that you change your your persona at all or? Well, I'm an actor, so it's kind of part of that. I mean, you right. put on a costume as part of becoming a character. You can mm-hmm. become a character without a costume, but costumes help. It's amazing how, you know, even getting a, a straight acting gig, you put on the jacket of the character, you kind of feel, you walk a little different. It um, creates a bit of different feeling in your in your spine or in your facial expression. So it definitely helps. And in a lot of clown training, we work with masks. And so we... Um, uh, sometimes wear the mask sometimes just kind of get the energy of the mask and walk with that feeling um putting on costumes helps and it's amazing how um if you're in character you can shop for your costume and your character will know what it wants to wear um at clown school he would uh, our teacher david mcmurray smith uh who i'll probably talk with talk about a lot uh today he would set up the clown store and so it would be a bunch of crazy outfits and you don't know what you're going to pick but you're in like you you've inhabited this character that you're working on and you don't you're not thinking from your brain you're just kind of in the character and then you walk into the store as if you're that guy shopping for Oh, your outfit and it's amazing how clear sometimes it can be I want this I don't want that yes this is good huh. get that out of here I can't wow. do that yeah, yeah it's, it's um, not from a very um, technical I think this would be beautiful it had this and it would look symmetrical and oh, this color goes well with this color um, you can do it that way but um, sometimes you just have to let the character clothe itself huh. now after I went on a big rant about me not liking perform to, to perform, I totally just realized I actually really do love to perform. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. One of my main hobbies is I'm a cosplayer. Um, but I think I never considered that oh. performing because I'm, I'm not myself. I do it because I love to be that character and, and I'm totally hidden away. My main costume is Sweetums from the Muppets, so I <laughs> giant no one head. has any yeah. idea who I am at all. Wait, which one is Sweetums? Just describe that to me. He's a very large, like almost nine foot tall. Um, he's got a big orange nose, um, giant teeth. Um, he kind of looks like a big monster. Big shaggy? Super shaggy. 
Craigie. Yeah, yeah. Does he uh, kind of look like that uh, gritty character from Philadelphia Flyers, the mascot? Kind of, yeah. Kind of yeah, like yeah. Like he's a big Very kind of. A lot of people think that I'm from where the wildlings are. Oh, okay. Of, I think I know. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you it's make one, noise when you're in this character? Like, do you... I do, yeah, yeah. What, what, do, you, what do you say? I usually... He has a really deep voice, so it's like, I'm going to get you, kind of type thing. <laughs> so I I don't tend to do the character a whole lot unless there's kids and I and they're getting freaked out a little bit. I, I try to, like, calm them down because sometimes they freak out and sometimes they're really excited. Totally. Um, but, yeah, I totally go into a different character and, and I love that. I love mm. that performance of it. Um but yeah, I don't, I don't really consider that a performance because it's not me. I think it's the vulnerability of putting me out there on stage that, that I have trouble with. Uh, okay, oh, now so, we're getting deep. Well, yeah, because well, that's the thing is that in some ways, by putting some of these masks on, you're both concealing and revealing a part of yourself. Mm. You know, you're you're not yourself. You're playing a character. You're in a extreme version. But there is also some thing in there that is coming from you that came out of you somehow and that you are revealing something that's so it's it's both concealing and revealing a, the mask which is kind of an amazing thing about it is yeah. it gives you a certain freedom to let a part of yourself out that maybe you don't because your normal civilian self is a mask as well too this is a character this is a, a yeah. person you play as you walk around in your day-to-day life that's fascinating because um uh so in my role I, I host a lot of improv comedy shows and when i get to host improv comedy shows i find that i um i get to turn up myself mm. to another level um i still feel like it's it's me but it's like it's like a it's like a hyper yeah it's like a super powered version of me when i get on stage and get to be you know in front of a bunch of people and at the same time though um I, i've i've tried cosplaying i've I've tried, uh, you know, I, I've been lucky enough to to get a couple of roles on friends projects where I've gotten a chance to play a different kind of character. Who are your cosplay? What do you? What's your? Oh man, uh, uh, generic superheroes, just like a superhero. <laughs> guy. Generic superhero. Yeah. So like not not yeah. <laughs> blue box. Yeah. Uh, no name brand. <laughs> no frills. Uh, hello, Galen. <laughs> yes. Um, but but you know um, uh, but I have I have other comedy friends, other actor friends who. Who love and and um, uh, who almost love being in character more than like being themselves? Mm. No, that makes sense. I think there's a f- certain freedom to right, being right. in character. I feel sometimes I am more myself when I'm oh, in character than I am day to day. I wonder what it means. For, I wonder what it would, what it says about me that I, that I almost kind of shy away from sinking too far into a. You know, like a like a, a big character or a weird character. It's um, I I try to go there sometimes for performing, but it's almost like I there's some kind of mental block where I'm like I can't go. Like some people I know can go super hard into the clowning, I guess. Um, but Maybe for me, you need to take some clowning um, classes. I have taken a clowning course. Oh, yeah, 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 with Lisa Vaughn. She's great. She's yeah. lovely. Yeah, good friend of mine. Um, yeah, I learned a lot, um, and it was great. It was um, in the clowning course. It was about like following the impulses and and um, not judging oneself. And what am I doing right now? I'm judging myself for not being able to dive <laughs> deep into a sketch uh, type character. Um, so I guess yeah, it's a. Uh, I just find that that um, difference a little fascinating. That some yeah. people are uh, really into dressing up super big, and for me, I'm not necessarily. I know a lot of cosplayers that um, 
that they only feel like themselves when they're in cosplay and they're they're extremely introverted um out of costume and when they get into costume they totally turn into someone else and and they just live for those conventions where they can just be who they feel is more be Ryu yeah Yeah. Yeah. sometimes like you're saying there's like the rules change my my rules are totally like if I'm going out for random kisses on strangers in the street that is gonna get away with it Randy no every single time Uh, but in the ring I can go like 110 like Daniel was saying when you're on stage or when you're performing you have the opportunity to go to 11 to 13 to whatever you know your range is and I've always said that I feel like my personal range goes from like a negative 5 to like a 15 so I don't feel like in the normal range so sometimes I feel comfortable in those higher octanes as it were which I'm sure you feel as well yeah alright so uh, uh, guys I just found out uh, there's a website called cool coolrophobiafacts.com oh and at the top it says are you afraid of clowns then you are not alone <laughs> wow so good to know that listeners if you do have a fear of clowns you are not alone according to this website uh, some estimate of course <laughs> there's no source but some estimate that around 12% of adults in the United States suffer from wow. fear of clowns wow Cloud, Does the population go up anywhere it. around Detroit for the ICP? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think a little bit. Yeah. Uh, That'd so, be a miracle, that's for sure. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, it, um, this this site even has you know has a, a history of clowns, has a treatment. There's a, there's a... What is it? Um, like immersion treatment? Uh, it must be. Right? Most oh, of the time God. for these kind of fear, it's the, like immersion type. It puts you in a room with hundreds of clowns. <laughs> the clowns. Yep, there we go. Yep. Uh, it says here... One knows. Yeah. Uh, now, but before I talk about this one, uh, though, uh, I'm curious. What do you guys <laughs> What do you guys think that a, a treatment of the fear of clown would be? Uh, immersion? Uh, fear? Yeah, I think it would be like you'd put one red nose into a gu- cup of warm water and just slowly <laughs> sip on that. So, <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> you have to like drink a, a clown? Party. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, so like, like you're drinking the clown. Yeah, if the clown becomes part of you, then you can't be scared of it, right? Then you'd be scared of yourself, and that's just, well, that's most people. Um, so, so unfortunately, listeners, if you do have a fear of clowns, I, this website, coolrophobiafacts.com, which obviously is, is the source for facts, unfortunately says here that there is no cure for clown phobia oh no cure i feel like immersion therapy as well for it you'd have to work your way up Mm -hmm. to like more scary clowns like start with us like cirque du soleil type clown and then get get up to more of like i feel like mimes would be in there somehow too right it says uh maybe first watch some videos of clowns performing funny acts on the internet um, possibly find a clown and watch them put their makeup on in front of you. Yeah. How do you find a clown that's not in clown makeup already? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look like you're yeah, probably a yeah. clown. Can I watch you get dressed? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, if you have a supportive partner, maybe they take on the role of the clown, right? Oh, and then a little uh, bedroom uh, role playing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh God, I'm so scared. <laughs> Why am I so turned on? Um, I did see that on one of those TV shows where they put people in. in a situation that they're afraid of to try and do do uh, you know put a spider on someone that's afraid of spiders. Was that a Fear Factor episode? Something. Well, I don't know if it's Fear Factor, but it was something like they were trying to someone get someone over their fear. And right. the the lady that was afraid of clowns, it was had her in a room, and they just had a clown come in with a balloon, and she's freaking out and crying. 
and it's, they, it's really funny. Sure. Like, it's funny <laughs> to watch someone so afraid. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. also you think, why are they doing that to her? Like, just Well, see, here's the thing. Like, I think that doing that is it. fine. Uh, <laughs> listeners, we are currently in. How big is this room, do you guys think? Oh, uh, like six feet by four feet-ish, something like that. Big, okay, first uh, off, first off this, this is not six feet. I don't, we would all be touching each other. Yeah. If that was I don't know measurements. <laughs> don't you work at Sats World? I measure nothing. Yeah. But but in my head, you know, I'm wondering like uh, I think that would be a totally great way to you know again do it immersion. But don't just have a clown walk in with a balloon. Yeah. Like go maybe like start with a hand puppet. Maybe just maybe carefully poke a face in. Maybe, maybe... That sounds terrifying. <laughs> okay. Carefully poke okay. face just or popping around the corner. Or maybe it's like a distance thing, right? Like, mm. like have a clown be be like uh, like in a sewer somewhere. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. Yeah. but like maybe like, off in the dark, yeah. far away, yeah. slowly moving forward. Exactly. Or, or have a clown be, you know, say like uh, like half a football field away, so you can see the clown. You know, it's a clown. And then when you feel comfortable, then step forward, right? And then uh. the clown's not making the move. You're doing the move. And if it takes half a day, maybe not because it's a TV show, but I'll edit it down. But then you like. Maybe that's the thing, right? Like maybe you need to control. You need to control the situation. Don't just have a clown walk in on you in a closed room. No, that's uh, yeah. I, I think you should start with a school bus. Okay, so sure. There's a right. clown on a school bus, right. and then the cars get smaller and smaller and smaller right. until you're in a tiny, tiny car right. full a of smart many, car. Ma- many, many yeah. clowns. Right. Yeah, okay, right. okay. <laughs> so you somehow start with just one clown. Oh, you start with then, one clown in yeah. a giant automobile, right. like or maybe sit, like yeah. a, a plane or something like that, right? <laughs> and then it gets smaller and smaller. And more and more clowns. Then you have just, two clowns in a bus. Yeah, exactly. And then you have three you, clowns. Or you're just hugging in a station away. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Right. Eventually, you're just on a moped with a bunch of clowns surrounding you. <laughs> Ten clowns. Now, uh, on the site, it did have some people write in and uh, uh, share their comments of of how they thought that they first became afraid of clowns. Mm. And one of the ones that, again, going back to Stephen King's It, someone said that they watched it. Way too young, yeah. and then there was some mention again of like uh, you know you mentioned uh, the uh, the juggalos, the ICP. Yeah. Um, what other what other evil bad clowns? So the, the first thing that pops up to my mind is John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> so he um, was a this awful murderer in the seventies. And when he was caught, they found some old pictures of him where he dressed up like a clown for birthday parties. Now, he didn't do his murdering in his clown outfit. Right. But also painted clowns, didn't he? Maybe. He, <laughs> he was a weird guy. Um, awful, terrible dude. Uh, but he became... dark, dark poutine, we need your help yeah, on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he... He didn't kill people in his clown outfit, but became known as the killer clown kind of at the end of the 70s when he was being put on trial and sent to jail. Um, And there's these awful, creepy pictures of him uh, in his clown makeup. So there's sort of 70s that. Stephen King writes it in mid-80s, 86 or something. And then the film comes out in the 90, I think, 91. And since then, you've had... 30 years of slasher clown movies kind of based on it. Right, right? It right. kind of started a genre of mm-hmm. clown as evil movies. So there's a whole subsection of horror films that are slasher clown films. Well, and, and uh, the research I did too, um, apparently it is slightly based on a true story. Um, <laughs> okay. Don't tell us that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Let's just, just make people just actually ruin care. everyone's fear of clouds. <laughs> Um, based but, on a true story. Yeah, so there was a, a series of kidnappings in the 80s, um, early 80s, and then also again in the nine, 98, and then again in 2008 uh, of people, of kids that were kidnapped, uh, and people report 
seeing clowns nearby. Citation uh, needed. Sometime in the past couple of years, I do remember that there was a fairly big media, you know, overhyped because it was a slow news week. But um, there was like clown sightings that did like freak out like Who's that guy cities in the UK? yeah yeah i i can talk about this a little bit cuz i was teaching um elementary schools at the time yeah where this, this were was, you this was yeah <laughs> the variety of forests um so this uh was in the fall of 2016 um you know gentler time before trump won and we thought the biggest thing we had to worry about was some clowns in the woods so everyone was afraid of uh the wrong clown at that time apparently so we had we had these whole spate of clown sightings started in the states went all over canada went in in the uk and uh apparently it had happened in the early 80s as well too and it's a social phenomenon where um you know some kid has heard that some other kid said it and they they're saying you know there's just a lot of saying it with not a lot of proof and then once it gets out there then you get a few jackass teenagers that are like hey this is the thing that's happening i'm gonna buy a cheap dollar store clown mask and do some prank youtube videos or mm-hmm. try and freak some people out so some people did dress up and freak some people out so there's some legitimate videos of some scary clowns walking around in places but there weren't any clowns like living in the woods or luring children into the woods or any of that stuff. It was just all a hoax. And it's amazing how it just goes, you know, all over the world. People are all of a sudden seeing Feeling anxious just hearing forest. about it. Well, it seems you do have a fear. Good. I think it's true. Yeah. 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 You do now. I think I'm, I'm afraid of children being kidnapped. Let's see. Yeah, that's... It seems really impractical to be living in the forest in a clown outfit. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, that's where yeah, that's where clowns are naturally from, audience. right? Clowns, <laughs> clowns come from the forest, I believe. <laughs> I mean, the worst part about that was how it affected real clowns, like people, and, and not right. myself. I wouldn't consider myself a real clown, I remember but there, about there this. are people that uh, really make their living doing clowning, and uh, those are not the people scaring people. They are uh, trying to bring as much joy into people's lives as possible, and are not getting the jobs that they were going to get. Um, Apparently, McDonald's pulled back Ronald McDonald from being uh, the face for a while. And Mm. uh, uh, schools banned clowns as a Halloween costume that year. Wow! Uh, So that year when I was teaching elementary schools, I would go school to school teaching drama. And kids would be talking about all these scary clowns. (laughs) And then every once in a while, I'd say, you guys know I'm a clown. (laughs) And they'd all scream and freak out. And I'd say, well, you you weren't scared of me a second ago. And I'm still the same person. And uh, that... It, mostly what I try and tell people is that they're not scared of clowns right. that being scared of like a killer like a murderer in the woods is fair you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a scary thing right. but you're probably not scared of Mr. Bean who's yeah. a clown right you're probably not uh, scared well, a little yeah. bit scared yeah maybe yeah, yeah. <laughs> look um, when he had that turkey on his head it did, <laughs> it did scare one of his girlfriend uh, yeah, yeah. ish yeah true but I think, um, and that that's a good thing to look at as well, that uh, clowning is performance art, and it is ridiculous to think that people are afraid of it. It'd be like me saying, oh, I'm, I'm afraid of stand-up comedians. Like, right. like that would jugglers. be a ridiculous thing. But you you put makeup on someone, and you, you change the type of performance, and all of a sudden it becomes this fear. So, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Um, some of the other uh, kind of um, famous... Uh, evil clowns I came across. Oh, great. <laughs> um, not John. I did come up with Johnny Casey as well. Um, was uh, the Joker? 
oh, as yes. well. Yeah. Sure, yeah. 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 And also, um, just for Randy as well, uh, WWE wrestler Doink, Doink. the Clown. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was an evil clown. Was he bad? He yeah. was an oh. evil clown for a while. That is oh. very true. And even crazier is that, as Randy may know, uh, Doink the Clown is immortal. What? Yeah, because like Undertaker? He, he comes back to life as different people. Yeah, definitely many people have taken on the persona yeah. of Doink the Clown. Yeah, Doink oh. the Clown just like... Uh, other people have been Doink. Yeah, other people it's like have the doctor. Up. Yeah. No, Doink, Doink has, has become... Doink as well. Uh, right. so, like, A Doink off. Yeah, Doink has reception. Yeah. Yeah. Doink, Doink versus Doink. Yeah, I, I thought this was the podcast wasn't mature. <laughs> Wait, wasn't there... Um, uh, Sandra, wasn't there uh, like... A match where it was like the royal family versus like the the clown family, where it was just a bunch of doinks. Oh, yeah, there was there, yeah, there was there was doink, and then there was like ink and dink and pink, and there was a bunch of other like little. Oddly ones enough, as well. not stink. Very yeah. um, very sad. Yeah, I definitely yeah. I would have gone with that one for sure. Yeah, um, I did my research into wrestling. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. now, another another fr- frightening clown is Bozo. I was looking up Bozo today. I thought so, he was a good clown. Well, no, I mean, you sure. Like, good as in the intention was to be good, <laughs> but was frightening in effect, I think. Because, so Bozo, similar to maybe Doink, is a lot of people have played Bozo. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was kind of a franchised uh, character that uh, was allowed, you know, local TV stations could have their own Bozo show. And Amazing. it was that full white head, you know, giant um, orange hair on either side that gives us that image that we have, often have of a clown. And it's it's very extreme. Um, and I think, to me, the part that's scary about it is you don't see the particular humanity of the actor in the way that, say, with Charlie Chaplin, somebody else couldn't just put on that Charlie Chaplin mustache and become Charlie Chaplin, and we'd forget who it is. Like, the actor is the character. Right. Whereas a character like Bozo or maybe Doink or some of these other, Ronald McDonald, you don't feel the performer but under Ronald McDonald. Right. It's just this sort of... It's a character. Character. Yeah. And, and because of that, maybe there's that lack of humanity that feels a little frightening, a little soulless. So kind the, of manufactured that, as well, in a way, right? Yeah. And so I think Bozo was on tons of uh, merchandise in the 40s, 50s, 60s, maybe just 50s and 60s. And so is around in people's grandma's basements or places where they've got these creepy images of a soulless <laughs> clown staring down at him from a you know porcelain dolls on the wall or velvet paintings or something that are I think legitimately scary yeah. wow yeah I never would have thought it was I Bozo was way before my time mm-hmm. um, oh, me too so I'm so I never really 70 years old <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> I was thinking of one from like like contemporary times when I was a child there was that show are you afraid of the dark oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a clown episode Zebo. it was the worst oh, yeah. Yeah. the, the one with the cigar he had a cigar that he yeah. smoke and they went to a fun house and then they stole <laughs> the nose off the clown at the fun house and then he came back to haunt them to get the nose back basically their house started like filling up with cigars smoke and my good was almost burning down at one point. Yeah, the kids, it's terrifying. And that was like directly towards, aimed towards children right. to like induce this clear of, this fear of clowns if they didn't already Dude, have Dude, it was one. so scary. Yeah. Yeah. Are You Afraid of the Dark was scary as hell. Oh, yeah. Um, the, I remember the, uh, um, 
mannequin. Ventriloquist dummy. Ventriloquist dummy. Oh my god, that was a scary. Oh right, and that's a you know the the classic. Uh, speaking of ventriloquist dummy, that's the classic uh, Goosebumps character Slappy, which has now oh, become a uh, yeah right. Slappy. Uh, I went to a recent R.L. Stein event oh, uh, nice. here in Vancouver, and he um, it, Slappy is is basically the mascot, the face of Goosebumps now, and there's oh, like yeah. Slappy spinoffs, and mm. he's still the the evil mis- but he's not more mis. It sounds like you know it's like still evil, but I think with like Goosebumps, it's like evil, but never quite like. Uh, Murdery. Murdery. Yeah. 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 Asterisks on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get goosebumps and are you afraid yeah. of the dark mixed up? I can't remember <laughs> which one's which. Right. Well, one gives you the other. Yeah. <laughs> goosebumps give you are you afraid of the dark? That's right. <laughs> yes, yes. Both horror movies for children in the 90s. Um, beautiful. Yeah. I think one of the reasons I'm not afraid of clowns is because I don't like horror and I actually haven't seen... It. I haven't seen American Horror Story, the one that's about... Get out! I I, I just don't put that stuff in front of me, so I don't have a lot of... Like, I I wasn't a kid that was traumatized by (laughs) it, which I feel legitimately would do it if you're seven or eight or, uh, you know, a young kid and you've seen, seen it. Yeah. So, so, a little story about my fear of it. So, um, uh, so when I was younger, um, I was in uh, uh, the year that it came out. We we saw it. It was like a two parter, like TV movie, and and watched it. And how old uh, were you? Um, young enough that I was in an elementary school choir. Where were your parents? Uh, <laughs> Working, <laughs> so um, so my my mom would go to go to work early, and yeah. she would wake us up before she left, and she would leave maybe around like seven, and I would have to get to school by seven forty-five to be in the school choir. Um, but I distinctly remember, like for weeks uh, after seeing it, after my mom woke me up and then she had to leave, I would stay up and I'd be so terrified because of it. And like now I can look back and be like, no, you had a very legitimate reason to be scared, young Daniel. <laughs> Someone should have been there to take care of you. <laughs> when I saw it, I wasn't afraid of the clowns exactly. I was afraid of things being in the sewer, like looking right. out at me. That freaked the hell out of me. Totally, right, yeah. makes sewers a terrifying place. And yeah. then we all decided to make silver. We decided to melt down silver and have uh, and have like a slingshot. That was Nair- just you. Yeah, what? That was just you. <laughs> so when I fired silver, that was just that was just me. Yeah, I've oh, been meaning to tell you it's weird you still carry that around. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mixed message though because there's the Ninja Turtles in the sewer too so it was kind of like a come play with the party animals in the sewer or you might get eaten by it. Yeah. Right? Well like, then there was the Goonies off. right? Yeah right. right? Yeah. Sanitation wise just stay away from the sewers yeah, in general. general. It's not, not a good idea. It's not fun down there. No, it's no. nothing but gross. They could have just shown the reality of what a sewer is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Cool they have electricity in the sewer. <laughs> they have pizza. This is great. Um so to, to wrap up the show, um, what I always do for every episode is I, I do the hashtag of whatever the subject is. So I did hashtag clowns. Um, and one thing that popped up was it was really interesting that there was a study done not that long ago um, on clowns in hospitals. Apparently it's mm. kind of an issue um, that, that they tend to have clowns go to children's hospitals. But they found out that 1.2% of children um, that are admitted into hospital actually have a fear of clowns. Um, so it's actually uh, pretty bad for them. 
That being said, that exact same study also found that 85% of the children had a fear of girls. So <laughs> I'm not sure how extremely accurate that data is. From, uh, I, I know a couple people that do hospital clowning. And they're not going to burst in the room right. in a full makeup. They don't outfit. go around the corner like Daniel they don't wants to go around the corner with a bloody knife or anything. Um, a lot of them kind of are dressed up like kind of like goofy doctors a little bit, like kind of Patch Adams. A, a little bit that sort of style, where it's sort of doctor, but there's something a little bit weird about them. And they would know these kids ahead of time, like that if there's a kid that has a terrifying fear of or a, a strong fear of, of clowns, they would uh, not get in their face um, or they would bring a, a character in that uh, they would not be afraid of so it's it, it's very gentle and it's there's an awareness I'm, uh, among Good. the people that I know Good. about the kids that they're going to I mean it's the place you have to be the most gentle really yeah. is yeah. a kid's hospital um, but it's amazing what they do because um, mm. if you think of getting better if you're sick a big part about getting better is being able to um enjoy entertainment to be able to laugh to be able to feel good again and not just be worried about your your next uh, procedure or uh, the next thing that's going to happen in a serious clinical hospital setting to actually just have something that's just for fun in the moment uh, it's it's really magical and i know some people that do clowns without borders as well too that go oh. and do uh, go to refugee camps uh, they've gone into Syria they've gone into um, uh, wow. uh, recently had a friend who just went down to the US Mexican border on the, and um, talking to some of the uh, people trying to cross and just doing shows for the kids and oh. uh, it's amazing to That's see some awesome. of those videos of kids that have you know like seen what no kids should have to see really like uh, war-torn uh, situations and ha and seeing them still light up and laugh in the way that kids yeah. everywhere do um that's that's pretty amazing awesome. i think that's a, a beautiful note to end the that show is on absolutely well. and wow. and i think uh like with anything it's all about education so if you're afraid of clowns find a clown Meet a clown. Talk to a clown. <laughs> Watch them learn their makeup on. Yeah. Yeah. Learn what they do because they do great things as well. Put yourself on a school bus with one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. drink from their nose. It's, <laughs> it's all the same. Uh, you know what, sir? Um, uh, I started off this episode not being afraid of clowns. And then halfway through, <laughs> then I started becoming scary. afraid of clowns. Yeah. But then hearing Chris's touching story of how clowns can can uh, bring joy to the world made me not afraid of clowns again. Wow. <laughs> what a roller, a roller coaster ride yeah. for you, hasn't it? <laughs> wow. You're cured. Yes. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much to to both of our guests. Uh, for, uh, if our listeners would like to know more about you and the work that you do, where can people find you? You can find me as the Weirdo Hero on Instagram. Uh, you can follow all of my wrestling exploits on there. And I will be wrestling with Defy this weekend. I don't know if this will be aired before this weekend. but This I'll will be, be coming out uh, at the beginning of next month, so no. Oh, so. <laughs> but I'll be wrestling with Defy at some point soon. So come yes. down to Seattle and come watch me do what I do. And maybe you get a kiss. Awesome. If you want one. But if you don't, that's cool, too. Shout out to all our Seattle listeners. Yeah. Uh, and you can find me in the sewer or the woods. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, um, I'm on Instagram at chris-draws, which is my uh, illustration Instagram, and I mostly put up artwork on that, uh, so I won't be scaring you with uh, clown images uh, on that. No clown and, drawings? <laughs> not really. Uh, and I perform around Vancouver, so uh, you know, keep your eye out for me. Awesome. And as always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, uh, and of course on all of your favorite podcast players. Perfect. And thank you very much for listening, and have a great night. See ya. Bye. Bye.